You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham, here on a lovely Saturday with uh, great stuff on the docket for you today, showing true dedication to the craft of the podcast, The Weekend Warrior. Here we go. As expected in college football, some riveting games. Not sure if you've had a chance to look at these incredible games that we've had going on in college football. As you know, we had Auburn taking on mighty, mighty, mighty Louisiana Monroe. We also had Alabama, the number one team in the country, taking on rival Mercer (laughs) and Clemson playing the Citadel. Such close games. Clemson barely squeaked one out over the Citadel, 61-3. Real nail-biter there. Auburn barely gets past Louisiana Monroe, 42-14. And Alabama, if I can even find that game, they were absolutely destroying Mercer, 56 to nothing. Ooh, nail-biter. So there you have it, 56 nothing, 61-3. 42 to 14. Why are these games allowed to be played? Why is college football doing this? They're ruining, they ruined an entire week. Nobody cared today about college football. And there was a little bit of interesting matchup there with Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan, number 24, Wisconsin, number five. It actually looked like Michigan had a real shot, but, uh, you know, middle of the third quarter, Wisconsin kind of turned it on, pulled away, ended up winning 24 to 10. So as expected, Wisconsin will, will likely finish the season undefeated. Uh, going into the Big Ten Championship game against Ohio State. And I'm telling you right here, right now, they will lose that game. Ohio State will win. Ohio State will go to the playoffs. I've been saying it all season, even after Ohio State lost its second game. And I'm saying it now, Ohio State Buckeyes will be in the college football playoffs. The Wisconsin Badgers will not. Sorry, Wisconsin. But you got the win today over Michigan. Congratulations. Interesting game. Miami and Virginia. Virginia was ahead 28-14 28-14 to 14 at one point, <clears throat> and they lost 44-28. to 28. So a little bit of a letdown there. Miami uh, ends up winning pretty, pretty convincingly, so they look pretty good. But <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about briefly is really why, why are these games against Mercer, the Citadel, and Louisiana Monroe, why are those allowed to be played? They, they shouldn't be allowed to be played, especially at not, not at this point in the season. It's stupid. It, it, they're meaningless games. You know, I read an article the other day about how Alabama shells out six hundred grand to these small schools that they, they basically they're buying wins. Alabama, I'm sure they're buying wins in other ways too, if we're being completely honest. But they're buying wins. They're playing these horrendous teams, and they're they're buying their victories for six hundred grand. It's it's a joke, and I really, really, really think that the NCAA needs to do away with it. I mean, can, can you imagine in college basketball or in, in, let's look actually look at professional sports. Can you imagine if like three-fourths of the way through the season, if the NFL is like, okay, now we're going to do a couple preseason games. These games don't matter. These are meaningless. It, it's really, really ridiculous, and it ruins, it ruins the competitiveness and the parity, and there's just so many blowouts in college football. They've got to fix something. And in my opinion, here's how they should do it. 
They should say every single team gets two games at the very, very beginning of the season. So I'm talking like late August, early September. You get two games that are true and total warm-up games, preseason games, practice games. They don't count. They don't go on your record. The committee can't take them into consideration. And then once you start your regular season of 12 games, and everybody should be required to play the exact same number of games outside of conference championship games, and I think that number should be 12. So it's like, look, you get you get two warm-up games, two practice games. You can play Mercer. You can play the Citadel. You can play Louisiana Monroe. But you can't play them after you know, 10, 10 weeks into the season. You can't schedule them right before your rivalry game. You know, So it's essentially a bye week, and you win 64 to nothing or whatever the heck it was. 61 to 3, 42 to 14, and 56 to nothing. I mean, that's just stupid. It's not fun. It's not, it's not competitive, and it should be done away with. So that's my take on you know, college football scheduling like that. They should all play the same number of games. It should be 12. They should all play the same number of conference games. It should be nine. You get three out-of-conference games, and you can have two preseason games. But you are not allowed to schedule non-FBS schools for regular season. They should not count on your record. They should not count in the committee's eyes. They should not count as regular games. They should be discarded entirely. The only time that should be allowed is in the preseason when it doesn't count, and those should be wiped clean, and you start at 0-0 zero and zero on what would essentially be week three. If college football would do that, I think it would be a lot more fun, a lot more competitive, and you'd probably see even more late-season fireworks. So <clears throat> that's my take there. Um, and again, I'm calling it Ohio State's going to get into the college football playoffs. But anyway, enough about that. Let's talk real quick about the NBA. Um, Dwayne Wade last night moved into second place all time on the career blocks list for guards, which was kind of cool. I've always said that Dwayne Wade was, you know, arguably the best shot blocking two guard in the history of the league. Well, guess who number one all time on that list is? Guess who Dwayne Wade is now behind still? Uh, Michael Jordan, of course. Who else would it be? How good is Michael Jordan? I mean, I, th- I think the younger generation is forgetting just how good Michael Jordan was. I don't think they they really saw it. I'm 36 years old, so I grew up in the Jordan era. I idolized Jordan as a young kid. And to think that he is first all-time on the blocks list, and he only played 15 seasons, and he really sat out for his second year, the, pretty much the entire season because he was injured. The season he came back from baseball, he only played 17 games. And then he had two seasons late when he was 39 and 40 playing for the the Wizards. And so it's like, I mean, the guy really only played like 11 seasons, 11 real full seasons. And to think of the accolades he racked up. So enough with the LeBron is better than MJ talk. It's ridiculous. But Dwayne Wade now second all time on the blocks list for guards. Very cool stuff. Um, the Cavaliers won again last night, by the way, over the Clippers, 118-113, went into overtime. But they got the W. They're now 9-7, and seven, looking better and better every day. LeBron James had a huge night, 39 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. What's interesting, though, is Dwayne Wade. He had 23 points on 6 of 16, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. So good game for D. Wade. I just don't understand how they're using him. Dwayne Wade's averaging 9.8 points a game. Is that not weird to anyone else? I mean, I know that Dwayne Wade's past his prime. You know, the Dwayne, the vintage Dwayne Wade isn't coming out anytime soon. But isn't he better than 9.8 points per game? I mean, even last season with Chicago, he averaged 18.3. Are you telling me he dropped off 
nine points per game? I don't think so, personally. I just don't think so. I think that I think that D Wade should be averaging 15, 16, 17 a game, and I really hope that in the playoffs he does. I'm hoping that their plan is look, we're gonna rest you up. You're a little bit older. Uh, we need your legs. We need you know come come playoff time. So we're gonna really limit your minutes here in the regular season, and then come playoffs, boom, you're gonna be playing 35 minutes a game. I kind of doubt that's the plan, but I hope for their sake that it is because he should be averaging a lot more than 9.8. I mean, I get that he's receiving the league minimum, but the guy has got to be worth more than that to to Cleveland, in my opinion. So. Interesting thing for the Cavs. I would love to see Dwayne Wade get a little bit more involved. Um, other things in the NBA from last night. Uh, Raptors beat the Knicks. Heat beat the Wizards. What would he do? Jazz lost again. Pacers beat the Pistons. Who cares? Thunder and Spurs. Thunder and Spurs. That was a game I was expecting the Thunder to win. I'm still waiting for the Thunder to turn, turn, you know, flip the switch and figure it out and get it going. I still see the Thunder as the second best team, the second most talented team in the West behind, of course, Golden State. And I just keep waiting for them to figure it out. They're seven and eight. Carmelo was uh, nine of 17 for 20 points. Paul George, five of 16 for 18 points. Russell Westbrook, five of 22 for 15 points. Those are unacceptable numbers. Five of 22 for Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's just unacceptable. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting I'm sitting here waiting for the Thunder to turn it on. Um, another team who I think is really, really good, and I've mentioned this before, is the Timberwolves. Now, the Timberwolves, they're now 10-5. and five. I mean, they're really looking good. They, they played the uh, Mavericks last night. The Mavericks, of course, suck. Um, <clears throat> forgive me for my bluntness, but the Mavericks are really bad. They're 2-14. and 14. The Timberwolves, I mean, obviously, they've got Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns. They added Jimmy Butler. They added Jeff Teague. They've got Taj Gibson. That's a heck of a starting five. It's a really, really great starting five. They've got Jamal Crawford coming off the bench. I mean, they've got six guys that are uber talented, and they're 10-5, and five, starting to click. Jimmy Butler, 21 points. Teague, 15 points. Carl Anthony Towns, 15-11. and 11. Andrew Wiggins, 19 points. Taj Gibson, 10 points. Jamal Crawford, 12 points. I mean, all six of those guys in double figures last night. Looking really, really good. The Timberwolves, in my opinion, should be better come playoff time than even the Rockets. They've, they've got a better roster. They're, they're built more for that type of play. Again, I, I mentioned yesterday the Rockets with their run and gun. We don't play any defense. That's not championship basketball. That's not win a best-of-seven series basketball. And I think it's going to bite the Rockets in the butt come playoff time. It has time and time again with that style of play. Mike D'Antoni, I, I don't see it working out. So my take today is is two. Well, I mentioned the college football thing, but with when it comes to the NBA, the Timberwolves and the Thunder, those are the two teams to look out for. Those are the two teams to watch in the West. The Timberwolves are already starting to turn it on, and the Thunder, I got to believe, will at some point figure it out and go on a long winning streak and be really dangerous come playoff time. I would love, absolutely love, to see one of those teams make some sort of big move before the trade deadline that makes them a real threat to Golden State. How interesting would that be to have a real threat to Golden State in the West? And I want to see IT come back for the Cavs, be healthy, 